What's up, podcast? Welcome to another episode of Insights. Today, we're getting insight from Fran Wilson. Fran is a physician's assistant, and she's going to talk to us about the value of movement and the fact that health is many different things. It's your attitude. It's enjoying the the, the workout you do. It's uh, it's relationships. Um, and I, I just love how she talks about all these different things and how they equal good health and how, you know, you can't get to good health with, you know, with one of those things missing or, or lacking um, in one of those areas. So it's a really interesting conversation. It's one between Fran and Dr. Rogers. I I know you're going to love this and get a lot of insight from it. Uh, So here they are. Here's Fran Wilson uh, with Dr. Rogers. Hey, this is Dr. Tom Rogers at Performance Medicine talking today with Fran Wilson. Um, who has just recently gone back and passed her boards as a PA. She has a really interesting story. Fran is 54 years old. She wouldn't mind if I tell people that, but um, she looks like she's about 34 maybe. But in any event, she became a PA how many years ago? I graduated from school in 1990. So she's been a physician assistant for many years, but um, because she had four kids in the meantime she stayed at home to raise the kids and is just now back into being a, a physician's assistant um, and I just want to get her on here today mostly to talk about her ideals about how medicine has changed back from 1990 when you first got into being a PA and then uh, now when you're coming back into the, the medical world What's the biggest change or difference that you've noticed in the past almost 30 years since you first went out and practiced medicine? Um, I would say the biggest change is probably in the electronic medical record that I have seen. Um, Which we don't use here. Nobody is spending time with patients. Everything is about charting and putting it in the electronic medical record. In the hospital setting, where I've had a lot of experience with my parents going through illnesses, I see that there is no um, continuity of care. They see a different hospitalist every day, and you're relying on the information in the electronic medical record, so if that information is incorrect, nobody's taking another history of the patient to make sure it is correct. So you're making decisions on information that is in the record, but not might not be the correct information. You know, that's a good point. When back when I started practicing medicine in the mid 1980s, you know, the family doctor, um, we did it all. I mean, we did hospital work, delivered babies, we were taking care of our patients in the hospital as well as seeing them in, in an outpatient basis. So we knew the patients pretty well, and you know the patients knew us and trusted us. And it's just not real feasible to do that anymore. So it has changed. I mean, you have to have hospitalists, and you know there's a lot more specialists out there. There's a lot more things we can do for people. So in one way, medicine is better with technology and ability to do specialized surgeries and to treat um, with medications a little bit differently. So, but it's really taken away a lot of the personalized care that uh, the doctor and the patient had. Um, 
tell me when you're coming out and doing this type thing, of course, you're working with me, you're not working in, in the traditional mainstream medicine now. From your own personal uh, thoughts about health, um, tell me what you think about the way medicine's heading and what you would advise, especially middle-aged women, on what to do to stay healthy and avoid having to use the medical care system. Um, how do you, I mean, you're a fit lady who works out, eats right, you know, you're more into natural stuff, um, but you're certainly open to using medications when needed. What, how do you think, what advice would you give to especially middle-aged women as they go into those kind of menopausal years to, to stay fit and healthy? Um, I think movement is one of the most important things. Um, you need to be moving. Uh, I think health is not just one thing, it is many things. So it's the quality of your relationships, your hormone levels, your, your diet, your exercise, your attitude, being happy, doing things you enjoy. Um, exercise is very beneficial, but it's not that beneficial if it's always something you feel like you have to do. It should be something you're going to do because you enjoy it. So if you enjoy hiking with friends or playing tennis or riding your horse or whatever it is that you enjoy, that is going, you're going to continue to do it. If it's something you do not like and you feel like you have to go to the gym, it doesn't work. It won't work long term. Well, will it? yeah, you do it for a while. It's kind of the way diets are too. Mm -hmm. People suffer for a while in a diet, and then they just go back to all their own, all their old habits. Speaking of that, have you seen more obese people, you know, nowadays than you did when you first came out of practice? Definitely. Worse diets. What do you attribute that to? I have been thinking about this for a very long time, and I have not figured it out. Um, something is wrong. I. I remember, because I was a competitive swimmer, that there was no such thing as a heavy swimmer on the team. We were, we were working out four hours a day. Nobody got heavy. We were still eating some of the bad foods, in college especially, pizza, beer. And today, I have kids that are all competitive swimmers. You see a college swim team, and they're working out four hours a day, and about 30% of the team will be overweight. Even as a college swimmer, that's amazing. I, I, so I don't know what's going on. Is it the food supply? Is it those, those kids are working out? My think thoughts is it is the food supply. Now, when I grew up, there was nothing called high fructose corn syrup. So, you know, we ate sugar back then. But what I find is, as you age, you really can't eat like you did back in college. I mean, you just can't do it. Or you're going to get obese. Um, Fran, what are your favorite ways to exercise? My favorite, well, I guess one of my favorite things is I have a personal trainer and I enjoy that because I had had back surgery and that keeps me um, accountable to show up at the gym two mornings a week and make sure I work on my core strength. And then I love playing tennis. It's social. Um, not a very good player, but it's social and I have a lot of fun with that. And... I love riding my horses and getting out in the woods, 
forest therapy. Like I've that. read about that in Grounding. some of the alternative magazines. Grounding, eating dirt. <laughs> eating <laughs> I don't have to do that, but um, so when you eat, what what things do you eat? I wish we had her on video because she looks fantastic <laughs> for any age, but really fit. What, what I avoid, I avoid gluten. I do intermittent fasting. I try to limit my eating to an eight-hour period every day. I don't eat till after lunch unless I have worked out. When I do a morning workout, I will have breakfast after that. Do you, do you eat sugar? I do not. Okay, so sugar and glutens are your two number one bad boys? Yes. Sugar and glutens, and you do some intermittent fasting. I eat organic. You eat organic, especially chicken, right? We never eat out, or very rarely, and we don't eat hydrogenated fat. Okay. I look at every label. I know, you, you use an <laughs> Instapot like I do. I've really become really familiar with using the Instapot, even though I'm not a good cook. But um, What do you think about bioidentical hormones? Uh, you're at that age where you're you know, at least perimenopausal. What do you feel about bioidentical hormones? You know, a lot of people are scared of hormones. What's your thoughts? I think they're wonderful. I think they have, um, they've really changed my life. I originally had come to see Dr. Rogers, oh, I don't know, 10, 12 years ago. Um, I had insomnia. I had tried Ambien, um, and I still was wide awake. It just didn't work. Nothing worked for me. And we looked at my hormone levels and discovered that my testosterone levels were non-existent. And a little bit of testosterone and boy, could I sleep. Isn't it amazing that women need testosterone just like men do? Yeah. Uh, there's no doubt they do. I think out of all the hormones we use, Men are women. Testosterone is what makes them feel better. Of course, as a woman, you need estrogen, you need progesterone, you need DHEA. Um, but I agree with you on that, and that hormones make all the difference once you get into that menopausal or andropausal for men age. Um, what about supplements? Do you do you take supplements like I do? Vitamins? I do. I take I take a lot of vitamin D. Um, I take ubiquinol. CoQ10, okay. Um, gosh, I mean, I take so many things. Magnesium, probably. I take magnesium night. and potassium. Potassium. The extended release. Probably vitamin C. I know I do. Yeah. Um, take probably C. a B complex. Take B12. Um, I like to, you know, you had mentioned you had back surgery, and I have a, a back that really gives me a lot of problems at times. And I like turmeric or curcumin. Is that one that you like to take? Yeah, take that. Joint formula. I take berberine. Berberine is a great, great uh, natural supplement for preventing hyperglycemia. I think it's probably as effective as metformin and certainly a lot less side effects. And it's also great for your cholesterol. Uh, berberine, remember that one. Um, well, I'm trying to think of anything else we could cover. Um, it's certainly great. Fran went to Duke University, then did her PA studies at um, Georgia, Medical, uh, Medical College, College of Georgia, Georgia, Augusta, right? Yes. And went to two fine places to study. And now she's back and working, uh, getting ready to work some with us. And we're certainly happy to have you here. You're a living example. In my opinion, 
if you're a medical care provider and you're not an example of what you're trying to tell people to do, then it's kind of hard for them to believe, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so you're a great example, and I hope a lot of our listeners can come and meet you. Fran Wilson, physician's assistant, it's great to talk with you, and uh, I'm sure we'll be collaborating a lot in the future. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. That's the end of our recording. We really appreciate you guys being here. Um, now go out, subscribe, give us a rating. Uh, we really appreciate that. It, it helps us be found and it, it means a lot to us. Thanks so much, guys. We'll see you next week.